Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today, I want you more happy. You know, we live in a world where there's doom and gloom everywhere, but how is it if we could wake up and just feel good about life? Even if stuff isn't working well, even if the kid's acting crazy, even if the money that we want in the bank getting parent, whatever it looks like, let's get happy. We're going to be talking about how to get more happier in seven easy ways coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. So glad that you are tuned in. If this is your very first time listening, I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. Don't worry, I don't have cooties and I've got all my shots. <laughs> if you have been listening for multiple episodes, so glad that you have returned. Make sure you share this podcast with somebody else. Sharing is caring. It signals to other people, hey, I'm working on myself and I'm making myself think better and live better so I can communicate better. And so we're not having any games or drama or conflict or whatever. And and maybe you might be interested in that too. So share it as caring. Make sure you write a review and also check out info.denisetlee.com slash connect. Whew, that was a lot of words. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below so you can be able to access it directly. Anywho, there you'll be able to join many, many other people who have been enjoying reading my weekly email message. I drop them every Monday morning. You can be able to sign up and check that out. Also, you can be able to join Energy. That is my free support group for entrepreneurs. It's a video-based social platform, not like Twitter, although I am on Twitter, Denise T. Lee, there on Twitter. But anyway, Energy is a support group where I just kind of show up impromptu via video or voice and just share a message straight from my heart. Nothing too fancy, but unlike Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, where you have to provide your login name and all that stuff. All you do is literally see me. Other people don't know if you logged in. Other people don't know how you're reacting. You can send me a message directly and let me know how you have been empowered, inspired, encouraged, all that fun stuff. And that way, especially since we're talking about some intensive issues like trauma and healing and recovery and obviously growing your business and all that stuff, you can be able to have that fun and safe conversation with me without feeling, oh my goodness, am I saying the wrong thing? I don't want other people judging me or criticizing. All of that has been removed. All that barrier has been removed. Also, everything that we're going to be talking about can be found more in detail in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where I pop into your inbox and give you a very powerful and inspirational message as well as as some journaling prompts that can help you dive more into who you are and how your parents and your family and your culture and all those things impacted you to be the person that you are today. Look, here's the thing. There's no such thing as a bad person. There are people who just miscommunicate. And the reason we do that is because we've been giving some really poor instructions by well-meaning people. And we're going to work to eliminate all that so that you can communicate with love without intimidating with threats or seducing with people with guilt and shape and that we can be able to talk freely and candidly with clients and customers and friends and family and everybody else. There's no reason why you have to live your life afraid or angry or fearful. That may have been your parents or your siblings or whoever's existence, but you don't have to have that. So Amazing Attitude is going to be able to help you. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below so that you can be able to access that information. Okay, so I have seven tips and I'm going to save the best for last, but 
as you're listening to this, obviously grab a piece of paper, jot something down, or if you don't have anything, be able to write with, at least be able to identify the ones like, oh gosh, I really need to be doing this. I really need to be focused on this because it's not enough that you're listening to this, but I want you to apply because the only way that we can be able to have really good change in our lives. We always want the world to be a better place. We we don't we want to eliminate poverty and reduce crime or have no crime and have people to be able to love and care about each other, but it all starts with us. And when we can be able to be a model and example for the people around this, we can truly affect change. So this idea of happen happiness is this is based on stuff happening within ourselves. And what's within ourselves is positivity and growth and healing. So all that being said, my number one tip, but not number one, number one on the list, <laughs> is to invest in yourself. Obviously, I've got you're listening to this podcast, but I want you to dive in deeper. Are there courses? Are there books? Are there some are a mentorship. Obviously, I'm available for hire. If you're interested in working with me, you can find more information about info.denisetlee.com slash connect. Oh boy, that's a lot of words to say. Anyway, that's, I'm a resource and I know there's tons of other resources. I ain't going to lie to you. I remember when I was first starting, I'd then doing business coaching before I migrated now into just doing life coaching because I've always been in health and wellness and it just a better fit coming from my uh, beginning entrepreneur career as a medical exercise specialist. But anyway, too much of backstory, but I just wanted to give you some context. Anywho, I remember when I first started doing this business coaching, business coaching, I, I thought I could just copy what other people was doing. I don't need to hire anybody. I don't need to buy a course. I could just, I could wing it and I could just figure things out. And you know, after a year <coughs> plus of not getting any sales and just spinning wheels, I needed help. I needed professional help. And I remember buying not one, but two business coaching courses. And as I was talking with the one of the coaches directly one-on-one, I realized that there was something else that needed to be more explored. And that opened the door to another coach and opened the door to a therapist that has really revolutionized how I talk with people, how I instruct, how I provide guidance. And it was like a snowball effect. And so when you're investing in courses or podcasts or something like that, I don't want you to be like, well, this is awesome. And then uh, kind of turn off the device or like close the book. I want you to like dig in deeper. Is there something more that's worth exploring? Because you would be amazed about other things within yourself that you thought, eh, I'm okay. Maybe it's a little peculiar or eccentric, but I'm doing just fine. But the fact of the matter is something more needs to be explored. And that's why when you're investing in yourself, that means that you're getting more value, not just for yourself, but the people that are around you. And I just have to say this, because this is really, really, really important. The free content versus paid content are worlds apart, okay? And I think for a lot of people, they think, well, people give all sorts of stuff for 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 free, and I don't need to pay for anything, especially when there's YouTube, and, and obviously you're listening to my podcast for free. But here's the thing. This is just an appetizer. When you pay for something, it's miles apart. And I don't know about you, but I remember the big beginning of my entrepreneur uh, 
relationship with myself and with other people because the biggest personal development course you'll ever take is to grow a business. But anyway, I remember in the beginning, I would always just download these free workbooks or take these free courses. And it was always surface level. And yeah, they have some ideas and help some helpful solutions. But when you buy a course, my goodness, they're always giving you above and beyond what you pay for. And the reason why is because they want you happy, right? I go above and beyond in Amazing Nancy and all my other courses, and especially I go above and beyond with my clients. So when you're investing in yourself and you're paying for something, you're not just getting what you you thought you're going to pay for. You're getting above and beyond. And instructors are excited to want to help you grow. So I just want to let encourage you, like, don't get on the fence and just think that, well, I can just get to it later. You only have one life. And odds are the more you try to think about, I don't need to do this right now, I'll get to it later, the more you'll come up with more excuses about why you shouldn't do that. Because your brain craves safety above all, the familiar. And the more you try to think, the more you try to evade. And then the more you try to evade, you'll want inevitably not grow. You'll just get more stuck in your ways. You know, soft clay is much more moldable when it's wet and exposed with new ideas versus getting dried out and exposed to the elements and not being able to uh, have continuously molding and shaping. So are you molding your mind? Are you molding yourself into more soft more pliable so that you can be able to more inquisitive and so that you can be able to explore more things? Are you hardened? And I don't want you to get hardened because there's a whole bunch of the world that is worth exploring. So keep being curious, keep being investigated and invest in yourself. Okay. Now let's move on to the second key about being happy. Okay. I want you to prioritize quality relationship. So let me explain what I mean by quality relationships. I'm not necessarily talking about your biological relatives, your biological mother or your father or your sister or your aunt. I'm not talking necessarily about that. I'm talking about people that care about you and you care about them and you are able to reciprocate quality interactions with one another, okay? Too many people have been so burnt because they had friendships with people that they thought were going to be there ride or die and it was a miscommunication or a betrayal or they just died to some form of loss or move or something like that and as a result they go oh you know what I don't really I want to keep everyone at arm's length because it's just only a matter of time before they're going to disappoint or they're going to hurt my feelings and I'm not going to be able to feel good about myself anymore. So you just stay, we're going to keep it all superficial and shallow. And while they may quote unquote, keep you safe, you're going to miss out on a lot of things. You're going to miss out a lot of knowledge. You're going to miss out a lot of experiences. You're going to miss out on a lot of just joy in life because we all, even in those moments of conflict, conflict helps us to clear up miscommunication and misunderstandings and helps us to understand the world in a different kind of way. Because when we get lost in our own heads, we're going to come up with all sorts of narratives and all sorts of assumptions. And by the way, assumptions making an ass out of you and me, all sorts of conflict that 
could be avoided. And so we're going to prioritize quality relationships by making sure every day or every week or every month or whatever, I, I have a, a workbook called Real Relationships that I share with my private clients, like over 100 pages long and, and still growing. <laughs> I know I'm going to I'm going to turn it into a book. I swear I'm going to turn it into a book. But in the meanwhile, one of the things I talk about my in my book, Real Relationships, is the idea of like, how do we define how you interact with somebody daily and weekly and monthly? How do you define your space together and space apart? What does that really look like? And so when we prioritize, we're really being clear about the things that we need as as a team or us with other people. Like, what does that really look like? Prioritize it by setting time. Prioritize it by setting expectations. Do you really expect your partner to accompany you to a sporting event or to the shopping mall or to the park to play baseball on Saturday. I don't know. Too many of us have these expectations that aren't communicated with other people. And another thing as we prioritize our relationships and making them really quality is to not talk about the unnecessary or stressful unless it's needed. Like for example, I'm not going to bring out junk that I talked about with my husband seven years ago, just because I want to prove them wrong, even though it was already discussed and already handled. Too many of us are using the past as daggers and weapons to the hearts of the people that offended. And while that make you feel good and smug in that moment, you are screwing yourself because you're holding on to venom inside of you. You're raising your cortisol level, you're stripping your T cells, and you're literally getting your body primed and ready for cancer. So it's getting you sick and you're damaging relationships. So we're going to be very clear about what is unnecessary and what is completely futile and useless. And too many of us, we, we may have just replicated the things that we saw from our dad and our mom. And I have a link in the show notes below about your life script, because for so many of us, we're just going on autopilot, just saying and doing the things that we observed from our family members. And it didn't work then and it darn sure don't work now. Okay. And then lastly, about prioritizing quality relationship is, are we going to set boundaries about what is okay and what's not okay? Now, some of us have been, frankly, inappropriate in the communications that we have with certain people. I'll never forget. I'm just, just going to be really honest with you. I would talk about um, many, many years ago in, in prior working relationships, I would talk about my sex life with my supervisor. I would talk about certain things that were going on in my private life that had no bearing on my business life, my professional life. But because I was spending eight plus hours in this job, it created this false sense of intimacy. And I was talking about certain things. No, here's the thing. If this person was your lover, of course, and you were at work and this was during your lunchtime and you're not taking time away from your employer. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you can talk about it. But for most of us, we're having inappropriate relationships with people who didn't ask, nor did they desire for you to talk about certain things. So I really want to make sure that as you're thinking about setting boundaries, you also have to set boundaries with yourself and set boundaries with others because unless they are telepathic, they're not going to mind read what you're thinking about. Did I use telepathic and mind reading together? Anyway, let's just call it mind reading in case I misuse the word, okay? People ain't going to mind read you. 
So if you say, hey, look, you know what? I don't feel comfortable you with you talking about my hair, my skin, my nails, unless it literally looks like I need medical attention. I just don't really want you to talk about certain things, my body or my skin, my clothes or whatever. Because here's the thing, unless you say something, they're not, some people are very dense and they're not going to read your body language. So you're going to have to be able to Make it clear. That's how we have real relationships. That's how we're able to communicate with people. Okay. Now, talking about uh, communicating and happiness, community involvement, the way we get happy is we have something that's bigger than ourselves. In life, we need three things someone to love, something to do, and something to look forward to. And part of community involvement involving understanding that you are part of a bigger picture. Now, I am bilingual. I also speak, actually, I speak. It speaks three languages technically, but the, the first language is Creole from my family who is Sierra Leone, but I do speak uh, Spanish. And I, every chance I get, I'm always trying to do some type of event where I'm speaking Spanish and I'm trying to help translate. I'm trying to help other people because that's just something that brings me joy. So my question to you is, is there something or someone or some cause that really brings you joy? And I'm not getting into this business of like, you need to be an activist or a social community organizer. And I'm not saying to do any of that stuff. What I'm saying is there's something that has a clear need that you can be involved in. Because so many of us have gifts and talents that can be used for certain things that they're not using. You're just kind of, kind of not really getting involved. And my question is why? Why are you not getting involved? Are you fearful that someone's going to judge you or you're not smart enough? You don't have this uh, the right training or whatever. You can always learn more because there's no such thing as enough hands, especially for things that really help communities. I remember my husband and I uh, earlier this year, we went to an event called Feed My Starving Children. And what they do is they bag up grains and dehydrated vegetables so people could like put into like a, a, a pot of hot water and boil it and, and, and eat it. And every they go, this organization goes around all these different churches around the entire U.S. and they literally get thousands of volunteers to help pack assemble these foods is literally like a mobile food factory. And here's the thing, they never have enough volunteers because there's always kids in Africa and Peru and and Bolivia and all these other places that need food. They don't have access to clean, portable water. They don't have food. So don't tell me there's not an organization that couldn't benefit from either your physical strength or your mental strength or a specific trade that you are involved in. There's something for everyone, okay? And when you understand that you're a part of a bigger picture, gosh, it just makes your problems are put into perspective, okay? And talking about uh, putting things in perspective, gratitude. Oh my gosh, let's go into the next step is gratitude. You know, it, as I'm just talking with you, I have been the victim of identity theft. Somebody tried to open up an account using my information and 
by the grace of God, I will signal via email message. And please don't ignore email messages from your bank. Okay. And I went and I called the fraud department of the bank and come to find out they were using some information about my, my, my addresses, my past addresses and certain information to literally open an account and drain my, my existing accounts to the new account. This is what they're doing. So please, as a public service announcement, make sure you change your passwords regularly and make sure you check your messages from your your bank because they are definitely working to help protect you from scamsters and fraudulent people. But anyway, when you're practicing gratitude, you're not just saying, okay, I'm grateful that this didn't happen. You're keeping your eyes focused on the idea that there's some force that's bigger than yourself that is guiding you and leading you to the best possible place in life and obviously protecting yourself from harm. So I practice gratitude on the small things like, thank you, God, that I was protected from identity theft. Thank you, God, that I can be able to talk and and share this information with you. Obviously, like, what are you grateful for? If you're not doing at least 10 gratitudes a day, then you're not living life. So I want you to either wake up and start your day or even end your day or throughout your whole day, ideally, identifying at least five to 10 things. I'm grateful that I have a voice. I'm grateful I have a health. I'm grateful that I have a career. I'm grateful that I'm building this business. I'm grateful for my kids. Like it's, I'm grateful for life. When we do that, we reduce the cortisol. We reduce the norepinephrine. We reduce all those stress hormones. We're, we're boosting our dopamine, our pleasure-seeking hormones. We're and increasing our serotonin, our mood stabilizer, our calming hormones within us. And we're able to not get sick because the sickness in the mind sickens the body. So be grateful. Practice your gratitude regularly. Okay. And the next thing that you need to do is exercise daily. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that you need to do cardio kickboxing or golf or badminton or pickleball or any of these. But I don't care what you do. At least 15 to 20 minutes. It could be even as simple as walking. Okay. Walking is the best form of a mental health that you can ever do. You know, this morning I was going walking for like 45 minutes and I was delighted to listen to the birds sing. I was delighted to see the sun slowly emerge. I wake up really early and I was blessed with my mind just reflecting and processing all the things that are going on around me. And so my question to you is, are you allowing that space for your mind to just empty out and you're not thinking about stuff. Now, I know some people like, I can't exercise with tunes in my head. Like, knock yourself out if you need to listen to a podcast like me. Obviously, you might be going walking and listening to me or like what, or listening to whoever your favorite uh, recording artist is. Like, that's fine. Knock yourself out. But the point I'm trying to make is get your body moving. When your body is fluid and it's moving, it's you're able to be able to obviously get more perspective. Like, have you ever just been so stressed out and, you're, and you and you felt overwhelmed, but you got up and you walked around and your body was able to just kind of calm itself down? It's naturally releasing that serotonin. So I would encourage you, if you're feeling stressed or irritated or you're just feeling upset, just get up and walk. Get up and just do something 
some type of exercise, do boxing, do yoga, whatever. I don't care what you're doing. Just do something, okay? And now let's kind of shift and talk about prioritizing self-care. Obviously, exercise is a form of self of care. But another form of self-care is being able to, and I kind of alluded to this in the beginning of our time with one another, about setting boundaries. You know, I I told my husband this, like, I don't really want to watch anything that's beyond PG. Like, PG is my limit these days. I don't want to see any acts of violence. I don't want to see any disturbing scenes. I don't want to witness women being harmed or anyone being harmed. I don't want to see warfare. I don't want to see anything that distorts how healthy human relationships begin or maintain itself. I don't want to see it. Or in some cases, and it's healthy to end some relationships with people that maybe you guys are just moving in different courses of life and you can end things classy and with love. And I'll probably talk about that in a sub- subsequent podcast. But the whole point I'm trying to make is that prior to self-care is about asking yourself, who are you? What do you stand for? What do you need? And and within that, what do you need? What does that look like for you? Does that include um, a form of daily meditation? Is that including breath work? Does it include making sure that you don't consume excess sugar or drinking excess amount of alcohol? Basically, alcohol and sugar, they're all mind-altering substances. And I just wanted to say this one thing while I'm on this. For many years, I drank. And especially I drank when I, right before I was interacting with my biological family. And the reason behind that was because I wanted to knock out my painful feelings about not feeling cherished by them so I can go straight up to my head and be just like one of the guys in my family member, okay? Now, and I also see the flip side with men. They drink heavily and they, the reason why they drink heavily is so they can knock out their their in, intuition and their thinking so they can go into their feelings and do all the things that they've repressed for so long. And have you noticed with some guys when they get drunk, they get very moody and very irritable or, you know, or they get sometimes violence because they're suppressing all those feelings and that the alcohol finally lets them to be uninhibited. Look, the point I'm trying to make is when we're doing healthy self-care, we're able to recognize the things that are good for us and the things that are not good for us at all. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And by the way, self-care also gives you the allowance to set limits on who you want to interact with and the things that you want to interact with. Okay. Now, let's also talk about the most important thing is to believe in something that's greater than you. And that could be God or the universe or Mother Earth or however you want to call it. Too many of us have become despondent and isolated because we're not understanding the bigger picture of certain things. You know, my my son, you know, he unfortunately had his first bee sting the other day. We were coming from the park and he was just kind of playing and having a great time and swinging his arms in the air and just being funny. And all of a sudden I heard screams and really distrustful noises. And then my 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 son was trying to type in his back and like and he was screaming like horrific scream. And I ran up to him and I lifted up his shirt and there was a bee of all things. And I yanked the bee off and we went ahead and we plucked the, the, well, we meaning I, plucked the stinger right out of his skin. 
And in that moment, he was horrified and terrified and scared and obviously in pain and shock. And I, my husband and I, we explained to our son that bee, that bee wasn't trying to hurt you. That bee was trying to protect the, his territory, the flowers around him. And that even though obviously he hurt you, that bee was doing his part for a grander scheme. If he wouldn't be able to pollinate those flowers, you wouldn't see those wonderful flowers that are around you. And I'm not sitting here and taking away the pain of what his experience was, but it allowed us to have this conversation about how bees function, the queen bee and the lifespan of the bee and how, how they pollinate and so when we're looking at something that's bigger than ourselves, even when they cause us pain, we can understand this. You know, as I have gone through my own personal development, I had to struggle through a lot of painful uh, ex- remembering a lot of painful uh, memories and, and whatnot. And I had a lot of anger and a lot of hatred towards certain certain people. And the reason why I had that was because I didn't understand what was going on. And once we're able to understand the bigger picture, it takes the sting out of it. It doesn't eliminate the initial pain, but at least it helps us to keep things in perspective. So are you believing in something that's bigger than yourself? When you believe in something that's bigger than yourself, it allows you to say, okay, what's what this happened in this course of time is leading up to a bigger situation, a bigger scenario. And what we can learn from these painful experiences so that we can be able to share our truth and experience our hope and our love of other people. Now my son knows that, hey, whenever I have a bee sting, um, I can be able to treat it with baking soda and witch hazel, just so you know, 20 minutes, just wipe it off. I can be able to explain why a bee would be attracted to want to sting me in certain situations. We were able to have this conversation, believe in something bigger than yourself. And when the bad things happen, you can be able to put things in perspective and go, oh, I get it. It's because of X, Y, and Z. Not necessarily because they're trying to come and get me, okay? So I'm hope. So let me just kind of just repeat all the uh, things that I talked about. So number, not the number one, but the, the first thing I talked about was invest in yourself. Podcasts, those are courses. Number two is prioritizing quality relationships. And that includes not talking about the unnecessary or the stressful. Have clarity about your expectations when you communicate with others and communicate with other people about what you expect from them. Now, number three is community involvement. I want you to be able to involve yourself in ministries or different activities with your mosque or even if you're not religious, like do something in your community. There's always organizations that need your help. Four, practice gratitude. Gratitude helps you to be able to see how you're being, we're all being protected in just small little ways. We're just not paying attention to it, okay? Five, exercise daily. Not just good for your body, not just good for reducing your blood sugar, but just good for your mind, okay? Number six, prioritize in self-care. We live in such a stressful world. We can be able to be clear about what we need or what we don't need. And lastly, most important, is to believe in something that's greater than you. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast episode, please feel free to write a review or just share this podcast in general because I definitely want to be able to amplify this message. And also, if you're interested in sending me a message, check out anchor.fm slash Denise T. Lee. There you'll be able to send me a voicemail message. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes below. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.